A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm here with Nathan Lyon on the Unplayable Podcast. This is Louis Cameron coming to you from indoor and Nathan Lyon is fresh off taking 11 wickets in the third test. In indoor, it was uh, it was quite a performance. It was uh, it was a rare win for, for Australia and India as well. Nathan, have you kind of got a sense of the, the magnitude of, of what you guys achieved uh, here? You've played quite a lot of test matches. You'd only ever played in one previous victory in this part of the world. Have, you know, the, the messages from back home, has, has all that kind of sunk in? Uh, yeah, first, thanks for having me, Lou. Um, yeah, I guess it has. Um, I know I came over here with the uh, ambitions to, to win a test series over here. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case, but we've got the next best thing is that to... Uh, draw the series um so there's a big carrot there but when you look at the the size of the challenge that it lays ahead here and to be able to win a test match here in india it's um it's pretty massive i don't think uh, many of the younger guys in the squad realize the how hard it is to win a test series uh, a test over here um so for that for uh smithy um starkey myself i think and uh, that's about it that won the first one in Pune a couple of years ago. I think that's a it's pretty rare. Um, so yeah, a lot of hard work, but um, pretty enjoyable. What makes you kind of say that the younger guys don't realise it? Like, did they were they kind of treating this almost as, as any other win? Or oh, and that's no, that's that's just me just looking around the room and just seeing the younger guys doing doing their thing and. And that's I'm very happy for them to do that and very proud of the way they're going about it. But I don't know. It's um, a few of them may think Test cricket might be a little bit easy. Um, but no, it's um, it's been hard work. Uh, there's been some challenging times throughout this tour already. Um, but I'm more proud of the way the younger guys and the senior guys have been able to have some really honest and open conversations about how to get better in these types of world, uh, this part of the world, and. Um, what type of cricket we need to play to to get into that World Test chip, Test Championship final and that's been a big carrot for me. Yeah, and, and it's one you've secured and so I, I do want to ask you a little bit about that but um, just dwelling on, on this victory, Nathan, because it was so momentous. I mean, where does it – have you had time to kind of think about where it ranks among the best Test wins you've had? Uh, Paul Kuderman, Matt's old man, asked me about that um, – the other day, he should, he should have my job. Hey? He should have my job. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was giving me the um, good working over having a beer after the game. But no, it was all, all very good. Um, yeah, it, it's it's up there. It's up there. Um, oh no, it's hard to sit but sit in your when you're still playing and really rank what games are probably the biggest games or the most important games or the biggest series wins or the biggest test match wins. So it's really hard, but it's definitely up there just with the. I know the magnitude of what we've been able to achieve. Um, so, but it's only one test win. Um, we're down two one, so got a lot of work to do still. I want to go back to after the the game in Delhi, and you know India had won the series in just about five days of actual cricket. 
you putting you'd spoken before this series about how you've been thinking about it for for six months, and obviously a series win over here is something that you chase so hard. It was kind of gone in the blink of an eye, wasn't it? Like how how flattening was that first of all, and how did you kind of refocus? You know, on a personal level to actually go, I can still get something out of the series. Oh yeah, massively. Um, I was really deflated after Nagpur and and, and uh, Delhi, but I don't know. Um, these are the type of thing, type of positions when you get yourself backed in the corner. You need to make sure that you find a way that you need to find a way to survive and and compete in these types of types of the world, uh, this part of the world, and playing cricket. So um, yeah, I was really deflated. Um, after, especially after Delhi, just how the position that we, how hard we worked ourselves into, and to let that slip within a session, um, it, it was very disappointing. But um, it's it's a bloody hard place to play cricket over here, and especially when the things are so foreign, the conditions are so foreign for you and, and all your teammates, and the pressure is. It's probably up there with one of the biggest pressure series going around. So there's a lot of pressure going on. There's a lot of people with um, a lot of opinions and um, etc. Like that. So it, it, it's bloody hard. It's not like the it's not like the same wickets that everyone played on back in the day. The wickets are made to spin, and it, it's a challenge. And, and as we can see throughout this whole test series. It happens that quickly, and it can be really hard to stop when, when a bowler or a team gets the momentum. It's really hard that you to try and pull the brakes on and, and just stop or even slow down the momentum. Is that? I mean, you're talking about the kind of criticism from from former players. I mean, after those first two tests, have, did you get the chance to speak to any of them and actually kind of go, "Hey, I mean, what you guys faced in the '90s or even the early 2000s, even 2004, I dare say when." Um, I think they rocked up to, to Nagpur one of the tests, and the curator had rolled out a, a green seamer because he didn't like Surav Ganguly. Like things were things were very different in India in those times. Have you kind of had the chance to say, actually, it, it's really hard hard now? Uh, no, no, there's uh, been no. I I haven't had any conversations with anyone. I've uh, Mike Hush, Mike Hussey reached out, um, Brad Haddon's reached out, and but they understand it. And they. Um, which which is very good. They're able to have those, some really good conversations with the likes of those guys. Um, but no, there hasn't been many many people reach out to many many of us as players and um, I don't know talk about their experiences or anything like that. Which is which is hard, but um, it is what it is. So we just got to make sure that we're focusing on us and making sure that we're doing our preparation is key for the next test. And I think having. The, a couple of days off in Delhi, uh, having no tr- facilities to train at actually forced us to have a couple of extra days off, which in my head was probably really good. It allowed the guys to get away from India if they could, even though that we're still in India. Um, I know a lot of guys went and played golf and et cetera like that, which I think was very beneficial. They were able to go out there and reset. Uh, then when we came to training, it was okay, how are we going to get better? This is what we're going to do and this is the brand of cricket that we want to play. So um, I, th- I think having that break in between the second and third test was, did, did the Australian cricket team wonders. Yeah. Steve Smith spoke uh, after this test. He said he'd had a conversation with you, Matt, and Todd in terms of 
um, how you'd go about this this third test in indoor. And he said something like, um, "The batters have to take their egos out of the, out of the game when they get beaten on the on the outside edge." And he was almost asking you you guys to do the same because he was going to have to take one of you off. You know, you might take a wicket and then get taken off. I, I think that probably did that did even happen in this third test. Well, that I mean, the the idea of you bowling in a in an attack with two other spinners is probably something you haven't really done that much of before. Was that something different? Did you feel like that made a made a difference in in the third test? Um, I, yeah, I haven't really done bowled many times with uh, two other spinners. So having three spinners in one team, I only ever really done that. I think that was my third test. So we did it in Chittagong. Um, Delhi, they're now here. Um, so it, it it was different. Um, I don't know. I I looked at these conditions and reflected on um, my previous two test test matches this this series, but also what I did well last time I was here and my experiences from my first tour, and just went really back down to complete basics. We know the wickets are going to spin, um, and sometimes if it doesn't spin, it becomes also quite handy, as we've seen that um, the ball can just slide on and bring in both edges. So, for me, it was just about doing the basics really well and just going back to the complete basics. Um, and yeah, I suppose Smithy's words of the ego taking the ego out. I think that was his his way of saying that we're going to be quite proactive with our bowling changes and, and if there's a match-up with uh, left-arm ortho or right-arm off-break, depending on the batter, then we're going to go with that way. Um, so I think that was a good ploy that um, Ronnie and, and Smithy and, and Dan Vittori probably come up with. Um, so I think um, it definitely helped um, with Smithy's captaincy. That's no doubt about that. But for me, it was just about doing the basics for long periods of time. Speaking about doing the basics for long periods of time, I want to ask you about some technical stuff because I feel like this kind of always gets brought up in terms of bowling with over over spin as opposed to bowling with a, a square seam in India. Um, to, to people back home, you can probably I might get to, exp- to explain the difference, you know, just on a basic level uh, with that. But one of the observations I had from this test, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, was that maybe you actually did get the ball a touch touch squarer. A, what is a square seam, and B, is that observation correct? Um, oh, it's a mixture, to be honest. Um, my my biggest strength is spinning up the back of the ball, which allows me to get a lot of overspin on the ball, which will help it dro- uh, drop and also bounce off the wicket, especially in somewhere like Australia, where the square spinner is usually your back of your palm is facing. Oh, the, the palm of the ball is facing the batter and the ball is literally coming out square as what we call and it's coming down. It's like, a, like a clock face almost, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and sometimes what the Indian guys do really well, they even undercut it a little bit more so it comes down even further on angle where our seams are probably more, um, if you had a red and white ball, you'd probably see one colour of the ball when we bowl a square spinner where, where – you watch Ashwin and um, Jadeja bowl their their balls. Probably, you've probably seen two colours coming down at the wicket. That's probably the best way to explain it. Um, where for me, my overspin, you'll see more than likely probably about 80% of one colour and you might see 20% of the other. You're talking about the the balls where you have white on one side and red on the yeah, other. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a really good kookaburra training. Um, 
ball that I use a lot, especially in Australia. Um, but here, um, this test match, oh, a couple of days going indoor, going back to the basics, I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do? And that's me is going up the back of the ball and buying my best ball and my stock ball and that's going to hopefully bring a bit of bounce and obviously help with the surface being a lot drier than what we're used to um, and it did take a lot of spin and especially finger spin seeing you're able to hopefully be really consistent and put the ball in the right area for long periods of time and hopefully make the guys make a couple of mistakes um, but I think it's a variation for me that I use this throughout the whole game of not getting stuck at bowling one seam position the whole game um, and, and just using that variation and using different speeds because um, it can over here the ball can react quite slow off the wicket as well so it means that we might have to bowl a tad faster than what we're used to as well which also helps in bowling your, your square spin. It's a fantastic explanation. That's uh, I reckon just about every young spinner would, would really enjoy kind of hearing that, especially ones who get the chance to come over to the subcontinent to bowl. Um, I'm going to throw some stats at you, and you're gonna, absolutely going to hate this, so you can tune out for the for the next little bit, Nathan, and I'll probably make you go red, but I'm going to do it anyway. In indoor, you broke Anil Kumble's record for the most wickets in the Border Gavaska Trophy ever. You broke... Matai Muralitaran's record for the most test wickets by a spinner against India and you're now two wickets away from having the most wickets by a visiting bowler in India. I'm not even going to ask you about that. I'm just going to inform the listeners of that because I thought they'd like to hear it. What I am going to ask you is Rohit Sharma said um, that you're, in, in his opinion, you're the best overseas bowler he's seen in India. Does, does that kind of mean more to you to, to gain the respect of a, of a peer like that than, than any of the kind of stats and figures? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was Emma actually showed me that yesterday. I'd, I've made a real point of trying to stay off um, social media and and the media outlets to because I know the reaction of um, some people back home, and there's no point in me reading all, all that stuff. So Emma actually told me what Rowett said, and I actually was a bit taken back by it and, and, and surprised and. And that probably does mean a lot more than, than the stats, having someone like Rohit Sharma, who is one of the greats of the game, and especially in here in India, who's dominated international cricket for, I don't know, last 15 years or, or so, um, for him to come out and say those really kind words. And um, it, it does mean a lot more than, than how many wickets you can take. It's um, obviously getting gaining the respect of... Um, some great players around the world. Um, it, it's a real feather in your cap um, and something that I'm very proud of about. But um, uh, So I'm really yeah, looking forward to the challenge that lays ahead, but um, we'll let all those numbers fly past. Okay. I'm going to ask you about some of your teammates because I know you'd be more comfortable talking about them. And you mentioned his old man before, but Matthew Kuhneman, he's come in in his second test and, and done something um, done something pretty special. Can you talk about him for me and, um, you know, what what have you kind of seen from him even in the short time he's been over here? Have you kind of seen a, an improvement? Uh, yeah. Matty's been um, exceptional, to be honest with you. Um, him and Todd, uh, the... They're both obviously very young, um, especially very early on in their careers. And But the one thing that's jumping out to me about both of these guys is that they want to learn, they want to ask, they want to train, they want to like train near every day and try and get bowling. And, and I'm, I'm actually the one saying, lads, you, you don't actually need to bowl every day. Just try and chill out a little bit but because I can see so much of myself in them in my early career. When I come over here, I just wanted to bowl and bowl and bowl and bowl. 
Um, and sometimes that can that can uh, hurt you in the long run, whether your fingers rip or anything like that. So um, I know that I can see so much myself in these younger guys, but I know I'm very proud of the way they've gone about it. Um, especially Matt coming into the squad, which can be quite intimidating, uh, not missing first a selection, but then coming into the, the side and really putting his hand up for selection in those couple of training sessions in Delhi. And, but then when he got his opportunity in Delhi, I thought he bowled extremely well. Um, but then to come here in um, indoor and take Pfeiffer in the first innings of a test match, I think it, as a finger spinner, I think it's a, a dream start for him, that's for sure. And then, Todd, you, you've touched on him as well. I mean, the history with you guys goes back quite a bit. We've, we've spoken a bit before about the net session you had in, in Adelaide during the Shield bubble. You obviously then were at the, the Sixers with him, or still are with the Sixers in, uh, in the Big Bash. Was there a point in time where you actually thought, yeah, this bloke is the real deal, like test cricket isn't this far off? Or was it not until, you know, a few days before the actually, you know, before that first test in Nagpur that you thought he could, could kind of do it? No, I, I I saw it a long time ago when when I first had a bowl with him. You, you can see there's a, there is a talent there, and um, so I wasn't surprised to to hear his name being floated for this Test series, and then to be here and uh, in where were we Nagpur when he got his debut? Um, I I wasn't surprised at all. I think he's got um, that he's got the skill set to be successful here in Test cricket at the international level. Um, it, it can it's going to be challenging at times there's no doubt about that but he's got a really good mindset on him and um yeah he's pretty impressive to be honest just uh we just got dirk nana's walking by he's uh you're just recording a podcast mate yeah g'day dirk <laughs> we're not going to cut that out that's uh that's all part of it here um and he's a similar story to you todd uh in in the fact that he hadn't played much first class cricket before playing uh, before playing test cricket right like does that help in a way, like not having kind of any demons, just kind of being thrown straight into the fire? Yeah, I think it does, yeah. Um, I think you, you can come out into international cricket and I know you put your chest out and just go out and do what you do best, um, where sometimes you probably can have demons from playing first-class cricket when things didn't go your way or when things weren't bowling, you weren't bowling well and whatnot and you weren't feeling great that day or what there's so many different factors that play plays into a game that goes over so many days um whether you didn't sleep well the night before or something so small like that um so for for todd to only play at seven seven first class games and to, to be given uh, a test test cap it's uh yeah i think it probably really helped him to be honest and no doubt he's probably learnt a lot um, about bowling in these conditions and, and but also performing at the international level like it, it can be challenging but I think he should be very proud of the way he's gone about it especially over the last three games and um, I know I know we well, we, we spoke about um, well I spoke to them about understanding what a successful day looks like in this part of the world and I think if you look at last test match I think that's a, a big big thing for Todd is that he played a massive role in that test match and a massive role for 
me personally to to take the rewards for off bowling well in partnerships with with Maddie Starkey and and Todd as well. So I think that was a really clear message and a really good message to understand in this part of the world that it's okay. Oh, it's really important that we understand what a successful day looks like for a finger spinner or a fast bowler or or a batter. It might it may not be a five for a six for it may be one for twenty off. 15 overs or whatever it may be so I think that that was a really key message and I think that's something a really big learning curve that all cricketers can have it's really important that no matter what conditions you can play in you understand what a what a successful day looks like inside your team what about with the stick mate in in this series like tail end runs have been hard to come by for you guys haven't they like is that you've that's one way to put it. Yeah. I mean, going into uh, – you got one more test in this series. I, I presume you're probably going to get pretty similar conditions. Is there something that the four guys down below can um, can do differently to, to eke, out, uh, eke out a few runs? Uh, take a little <laughs> bit of batting lessons off uh, Axa and uh, Ashwin, I think. But, um, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's not like we're, – we're training hard. We're batting for a long period of time. I've batted in the nets for – probably the longest I've batted in my career a couple of days before this last test I think I batted 75 minutes one one day and that's if you know me that's 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 unlike me to bat that long in a, in a net session um but I don't know we're, we're trying to come up with different methods to try and put um some pressure on but it's I don't know. Hopefully, we'll get the opportunity to try and bat with a batter for for a decent time. Um, I think it becomes a little bit more different. And I know I tried to play a more aggressive shot on the last weekend, our last Test match, as I felt like I wasn't going to be able to score a Fumesh yet. I thought he was bowling extremely well with the reverse swing ball. Um, I thought my best way is to try and try and um, score some runs off Ashwin, but wasn't to be. Um, but I think it's just having really clear clear plans and just one for us tailenders is trusting our defence. Um, I feel like my defence has been okay at times, but when I've tried to force runs, it's, um, it hasn't gone, gone my way at all. So I think that's one big thing. If we can trust our defence for long periods of time, then then wait for that bad ball. Wait for typical cricket stuff. If you can wait for it, but the thing is these guys don't give you any bad balls. Um, so it's one of those things that you uh, that we just got to keep on working on. Yeah, I mean there are different ways of going about it, aren't there? Like the way you're talking about it, it's almost like a, how a top order batter would would look at it. I mean, you look at Muhammad Shami or, or even Yadav um, in this last test. It looks like they want to bomb everything. Like, is that had you considered? Is that kind of one of the things anyone had kind of talked about? Um, yeah, I, I have considered it. I just can't do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I think we've just really spoken about just finding our way and trusting whatever whatever method you want to go with um you need to stick with that and have belief in that i think we saw pat do it really well in um in delhi um and i thought that was a massive innings for us in that first innings um but i think at the end of the day you got to each you got to pay respect to each each and every bowler um because one thing in cricket, the bowlers are allowed to bowl good balls. I know there's a lot of batters out there in the world that um, believe don't believe that bowlers aren't allowed to bowl good balls. But you got to respect all these bowlers, and especially the, these guys in these conditions. They're they're going to go down as two of the greats. So it's gonna, it's very challenging. But then you look at the fast bowling stocks as well. They're they're um, they're bloody hard as well. 
let's look forward a little bit. You've obviously got one more test here in Ahmedabad, um, which uh, which the Aussie team flies to tomorrow. It's the world's biggest cricket ground. I think it might be the world's biggest sporting stadium. Um, what have you? Is there anyone in the team who's played there? I mean, are you, have you spoken about you know what that might be in terms of having a, a massive crowd? I'm not sure what the what the ticket situation is like, but apparently there's going to be a lot of people anyway. From from what I understand, it's um, yeah. What, what have you heard first? Of all? Um, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, firstly, I've spoken to Josh Hagewood, um, obviously, before he went home, but yeah, I think he played a IPL game here last year and I think it was about 115,000 or around that. And he goes, it's unbelievable. Um, I've heard, also heard it's 100 steps from the change room to the ground. 96, I think it is. <laughs> so 96, yeah. So that's going to be a workout in, in itself. Um, but I've I've heard that the... We've got um, the, our Prime Minister, Mr Albanese, coming over with um, the Indians, in, the Indian Prime Minister. Yeah, the Modi. Yeah, Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah. Prime Minister. Um, so, but and I've heard that the Ahmedabad has handed out eighty-five thousand tickets to the neighbouring town schools, the whole whole lot. So, if those rumours come through, it's going to it's going to be bloody loud. That's one thing it is going to be. So. I oh, know it's it, it's exciting. There's potentially there's going to be the the biggest crowd I've ever played in, in front of is ninety two thousand five hundred at the um, Ashes in two thousand and thirteen, two thousand thirteen fourteen season. Um, so we've got the chance to blow that, and I don't think we'll um, there'll be many other people be able to say they're playing a bigger crowd than that. So it's um, it's exciting, but. I oh, know. We'll wait and see. Did, did Josh was Josh kind of the one who told you about the the long walk from the change room? Uh, no, I actually heard that the other night having a beer after the game that someone said it's a hundred steps. Uh, Matt Renshaw said it because he goes, "Oh, this game, this indoor ground was a perfect ground to be at night, uh, uh, 12, 12 man to run the gloves because the change room was literally on the ground." But the next one, the guys who unfortunately run the drinks aren't looking forward to the 100 <laughs> steps and smoothly changing gloves every 15 minutes. So <laughs> fingers crossed he bats for a while and they have to do a few stair runs. Very good, very good. I, I want to just go a little bit further into the future, whether you, you're prepared to cast your mind that that much further ahead. You were, you know, you, you said that you were thinking about the India trip more than six months beforehand. So um, I trust that you have thought about the World Test Championship final now that you guys are in it. And I trust that you have thought a little bit about the Ashes. Um, what are your what are your early thoughts on what you know six tests in England looks like? Uh, bloody exciting! Um, six tests in England. Um, obviously, the Test Championships going to be the big big um, first focus um, for for us. I think after this Test match in in a couple of days, we I think we get about five weeks at home to to do a lot uh, mini preseason before I think we head over. I'm not sure of the rough dates, but uh, the Test to be at the Oval. Um, pretty sure it's going to be against India. Mm. I, I think um, if I think if they win here in, in the Medabad, they'll qualify. Obviously, that's not what you want. No, no, no. Uh, but if we if we beat them, but New Zealand win, I think they've come through anyway. Uh, Sri Lanka is the other one. So if Sri Lanka win two nil in New Zealand, they'll overtake India. Yeah, so otherwise, if New Zealand win, India come through. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm no disrespect to Sri Lanka. I, I think. I think it'll be India, um, so that's what in my head that I'm already thinking about at the Oval. It's going to be a different experience playing in a final, a one-once-off test um, in foreign conditions for both of us. So it's going to be it's it's exciting. But then you after that 
five days or whatnot, it's going to be in straight into a test test series against Basball, which is which is exciting. They're obviously playing a very exciting brand of cricket, which is which is going to be a challenging version for for us, but something that I'm not shying away from. I think it's going to be um, bloody exciting and look, really looking forward to it. How much do you guys talk about baseball? How much do you, do you look at them? How much do you um, do you think about you know what they're doing Test cricket? Um, not just because they're England, but because they're playing Test cricket in a in a way that you know might might not have really been done before. Oh, oh yeah, hats off to them. They're they're, they're playing a extremely extremely positive way to way to go about it. Um, but yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I'm not really going to focus too much on what they're doing. I think if you start looking about too much into oppositions, you forget what your skill is and what your biggest strengths are. So I think for us as Australian cricket team, I think we just need really need to focus on what we do really well and where, where we can get better and what brand of cricket we actually want to play in and actually don't get sucked into playing that, that way because it is, it is risky. Um, it it will come off, but some days it won't come off as well. So I feel like if we just focus on the way we want to play, the brand of cricket we want to play, from coming down from Pat and Pat and uh, Ronnie with their with their direction and guidance, I think that w- that will put us in good good shape. But I think our our side over the last twenty four months, or the last two years, or, or a little bit longer, it's been. We've played a really positive brand of cricket anyway, and we're we're playing playing the Australian way, and that's what we like to do, and that's what we love to do. So we're looking forward to doing that. Yeah. So you, you, do you need to? I mean, what is the balance there between sticking with what you know and, and sticking with you know your, your strength as you've you've kind of put it there, and also maybe thinking that these guys are going to come pretty hard at you? Do you need to change how you bowl over there in England? Uh, no, no, I won't be changing the way I, I bowl. There'll probably be a few ch- field field placements and tactically, but the uh, I'm it's like here. Um, I'm not afraid in getting hit for six. I've been. I think I've got the record. I know I've got the record for the most Test match sixes hit hit against me in world cricket. And like you think about the guys who have played Test cricket, um, to be on top of that list, it means you put the ball in the right area for a long period of time. So. Um, I'm not afraid of getting hit for six or whatnot like that. So um, I think it's a different. It's a different challenge, but I think tactically it's going to be a really um, exciting one and something that um, I we we will be well planned for it. Um, but also we're going to have to think on our feet feet as well when out in the middle with with Pat and Smithy and um, the other bowls as well, which is going to be entertaining and the five-week mini pre-season as you kind of put it sounds you know that sounds kind of interesting did you consider doing anything else like i know todd might be might be heading to go play county cricket there might be a couple of other guys going to do the, do the do the same thing did you consider that at all yeah todd todd needs to thank me for that durham gig <laughs> Does um, <he? laughs> yeah um yeah no i was close to um looking looking to go play a bit of county cricket um but in the big scheme of things, uh, they want to be there for five to six games and you look into six test matches and you weigh that up in your head off coming off the back of four test matches, that's that's a whole shield season in, inside a couple of months. So um, I think my best prep um, would would be spending a bit of time at home with the family, um, do some really good, have some really good fitness, have but also have a little bit of downtime as well. So make sure that we're not going from a higher environment to a higher environment and trying to sustain that. 
Um, so for me, it's about going home, spending some time with family, um, Emma and the girls, and and switching off for a little bit, um, but also just having a big focus on what we need to do and what we want to achieve as well. Very good. I look forward to uh, to the final test in Ahmedabad, and I look forward to uh, Baz Ball and the World Test Championship final. It's uh, it's all in front of you, Nate. Too easy. Thanks, Lou. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.